Joy Reid says that the Gabby Petito case is an example of missing white people syndrome without realizing how much the world shuts down when an unarmed black man gets killed. White House aides shout down questions at a Biden meeting with British Prime Minister. They rush people out and that is on footage. Get Greg Abbott creates steel barriers at the border with state cars and vice media lies alleging that border agents were using whips on migrants. We're going to get to all this and more in just one second. If you can, please drop this video like, subscribe, turn the post notifications on, do every single day. If you can, listen to Flumbo, so the show, the Joey Saldino Show, and all the podcast apps. Go there right now and subscribe. Only way the show can grow is if you guys like, share, subscribe, click all the engagement buttons, and send it to a friend. Now, let's get right into this. But the way this story has captivated the nation has many wondering. Why not the same media attention when people of color go missing? I'm going to stop her right there. Why not the same attention when people of color go missing? Why not all this attention when white people get killed by the police, unarmed or armed or, you know, questions about that? Let's go. Well, the answer actually has a name. Missing white woman syndrome. The term coined by the late and great Gwen Ifill. Real quick, I want to just say what, what this is coming from. So there's a missing white YouTuber that's gone missing and the media is fascinated over what's going on. To describe the media and public fascination with missing white women like Lacey Peterson or Natalie Holloway, while ignoring cases involving missing people of color. Joining me now is Derricka Wilson, co-founder. I'm going to pause one more time again, and then we're going to continue what she was just saying. Not, what about the Netflix documentary of the, mission, the missing Asian woman who was found in the container on top of the Cecil Hotel? What about that story? What about, I can go through and, and name hundreds and hundreds of cases where unarmed black men are shot and killed by police, where the entire world shuts down, riots ensue, protests ensue. You're not going to see that going for Gabby or any other white woman. You see bigger reactions to when things happen to black people as a whole than when things happen to white people. This story is a public interest piece because she's a YouTuber, and it was in, and there was, the people in the culture on the internet are trying to solve the case by looking into her content, looking into the content of the guy, looking into this, looking into that. That's why it became a culture thing. Also, it became a culture thing because people in the media like you want to use this story and plaster YouTuber on the title all the time because that generates clicks. And now we got people like you making it about race, making the story even bigger. It has nothing to do with race, but these people who are racist, like Joy Reid in the media, can't accept reality. Let's continue watching. Founder and CEO of the Black and Missing Foundation and Lynette Gray Bull, founder of Not Our Native Daughters, an organization created for the awareness of the missing, exploited, and murdered indigenous women and children. Thank you both for being here. You know, I, 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 I bring up this point because there's a case that's so similar. A, a journalist friend of mine, um, Derricka, sent me this this story about a young, uh, uh, you know, about some other people that are missing. There's one guy whose name is Daniel Robinson. Daniel Robinson uh, is a young black man. He's only 24 years old, five foot eight, 165, black hair, brown eyes. That's his description. His dad has hired a private investigator to find him. Um, he's missing part of an arm. He was last seen driving away from his job site in the Buckeye, Arizona desert on June 23rd. And his case struck me because it's it's very similar. He's missing in a, this, you know, the same part of the world. Um, it's a Is he a YouTuber? Did, did him and his girlfriend go on a van live YouTube trip? Are they Instagrammers? Do they have a, a large library of content out there that hundreds of thousands of people have seen prior to what happened? 
Okay, the answer is no, so it's not the same exact case. I can pull up a case where a white person went missing and now there's more attention on this black person. It goes both ways. Case also, don't, don't blame us. Blame you. Blame, look at the media. If people are caring more about uh, one race over another when they go missing, look at the media because you're the ones that control the narrative. You're the ones that tell us what is happening in the world. You're the ones basically telling us what to be interested in. What is a news story? That it has all of that same kind of sizzle, the sort of mystery of it, this young man uh, who just goes missing. It has the same mis mystery, the same sizzle. Don't use missing people's unfortune in order to promote your racist political agenda against white people. What this guy and this family is dealing with is awful. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know if they want to deal with now a racial war because of Joy Reid bringing up. It, I never heard of it until this friend of mine sent it to me. Uh, and I guess that's sort of... You know how many other stories of missing people you have not heard of until someone sent it to you? Probably all of them. That's the issue, isn't it? It is definitely the issue. And we have been sounding the alarm for nearly 14 years because of this. When it comes to missing persons of color, men, women, and children, our cases are not taken seriously. And no one is looking for us if we were to go missing. No one's looking for you. No one's looking for you, really. No one, no one is looking for you if people of color go missing. Okay. Okay. Can you prove that? Can you prove that there's no... Huh, the guy literally hired an investigator to help with the case. Nobody's helping. Nobody's helping. Can you believe that? These people are sick, deranged, delusional individuals who want to uh, promote racism nonstop. Okay? Just because the, the internet is more absorbed with one case over another, has nothing to do with the race of the situation. I'm going to look up how many YouTubers actually went missing. YouTube, uh, so we're only going to find the Gabby case goes missing. Let's see. Yeah, it's only going to show the Gabby case because uh, that's what's going on right now. Um, yeah. Uh, what is this? Another one. Uh, a, a black YouTuber. Oh, what about this guy? This guy was a YouTuber. He committed suicide. And he was, you know, it was a big actual internet thing when this guy, when this guy went missing. It was huge. It was actually huge. But it wasn't, people were actually investigating his content because he, he went a little crazy and people are investigating. And people are even still talking about it to this day amongst the YouTube community. But, you know, that doesn't fit your agenda. We don't want to look at that. You never heard of that one probably because you're not in the YouTube space. But that was big, and that was a few years ago, and people still reference it and bring it up today. It was a, it was a, it was a big event when, when, when things happen to YouTubers. It becomes like a big event in the culture. So let's read the article now. Gabby, a young woman has been missing for more than a week. Um, so someone tweeted out, this is Stone Cross reporters discovered after FBI found remains consistent with the description of the Gabby Petito and the description of the path across Creek has been spotted. And they put like a cross or, a, or an X or a T. Can't really make it out what it is. Can you see why this story is interesting? Like, where they found the body, there was a, a, a T or an X or a cross of rocks. What does it mean? Why is it there? Who put it there? Is it a cross? Does it mean someone actually cares if there's a cross there? Is this an X marks the spot? What is this? This right alone, like, can you see why the internet is so obsessed with this case and how interesting it is? There's going to be a Netflix documentary on it, without a doubt. 
But d- don't deny the fact that this is not an interesting case. The, the internet is trying to, the internet sleuths are trying to figure out what it is. Jury uh, focused on the Petito case as a result of white missing white woman syndrome. It goes without saying that no family should ever have to endure that kind of pain. The Petito family certainly deserve answers and justice. Uh, but the way the story has been captivated, the nation has many wondering why not the same media attention when a person of color goes missing. And I just explained it to you. One has to be an interesting case. Two, there's a, a she's a YouTuber. Okay, that that makes things way bigger. She probably already had an installed, you know, probably small fan base, has content out there. People on the internet t- are captivated by it because there's so much content out there. There's so many white people go missing every single day. You'll never know their name. You'll never see it. You'll never see an article about it. Same thing for the black people. Well, the answer actually is the name Missing White Girl Syndrome, a term coined by the late and great Gwen Liffey, whatever, to describe the media and public fascination with missing white women uh, like Lacey Peterson and Nadie Holloway while ignoring other cases involving people of color. The idea that people of color are are unable to captivate the attention of America is the same way that white people are able to do so is is ludicrous. Cernovich Cernovich tweeted out, Joy Reid has her own show. She is part of missing white women syndrome culture. How many times has she highlighted missing and exploited black women in modern-day sex trafficking? Some pointed out the fact that Joy Reid herself has a platform and she's using it to practice what she preaches. Others point to black lives and have drawn massive media attention. When George Floyd was killed by Minnesota police, um, Minneapolis police, the death was the largest and most talked about news story in the entire country, probably in the entire world, uh, far overshadowing the story of Gabby Petito if the two stories would have occurred at the same time. The death of Breonna Taylor was another widely talked about death. Taylor was a woman of color. These deaths sparked more than a year of riots and political protests. They drew millions of dollars in donations from wealthy supporters. One could maybe say maybe white people are more along the lines of being psychotic. You know? If if you want to play that card. I mean, when you see a lot of these mass murderers throughout history, or throughout American history, they all seem to be psychotic white guys. So maybe that contributes to why the cases are more cop- captivating with white people. Because they're targeting other white people. It's like, whoa. Is, I mean, there's a lot of, like, uh, mass, you know, serial killers that done, did some weird stuff that makes things incredibly interesting, you know? It's like, it's just more along the lines of psychotic. I don't know. Maybe that has something to do with it, too. It makes the stories more interesting. As it has to do with the thing of race and color... I don't believe so. It just I think it just so happened to be that way. Maybe there's something in the culture that makes white people more psychotic when it comes to those things. I don't know. Not really I don't really care. Not my concern. I don't think it's indicative of the culture being racist and cherry picking the stories they care about. It has to do with is this case interesting enough for one, the media to cover, two, for the internet to get involved, three, for the public to to even start thinking about it, talking about it, trying to figure crack the case. New things popping up. Oh, there's a weird thing popped up. Let's run a bunch of articles. People, you know, people are going to be clicking on this. It's weird. You get the point. Balance is the, the Belfast Good Friday uh, Accord. That's the uh, Belfast Good Friday Agreement. That's that's the. I have no idea. 
hope the microphone got it. <laughs> I know. So, this is not uncommon. What I just showed you was Biden's handlers rushing out reporters when apparently Boris Johnson couldn't really understand what he was saying because he got a stupid mask on. Was apparently, um, yeah, Boris Johnson answered questions in the White House. Then the room exploded when aides tried to usher the U.S. press out of the room to shield the U.S. president from Joe Biden from answering a single one. The entire U.S. press pool then apparently went to Jen Psaki's office to register a formal complaint. How can people in the media, first off, one, you got the media that is on your side, normally giving you cherry-picked questions and that suit your agenda. Biden literally comes in and says, oh, I got to pick on this person. No, they told me to pick on that person uh, for questions. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, <clears throat> so, well, and then they're still scared of the media. And then how is the media still going to back for them? It's, this is a, this is a national embarrassment. This is not uncommon. This happens all the time. This is a, and you call Trump embarrassing. Trump would say, yeah, go, go and go ask me a question. If it's stupid or if the guy is being disrespectful, you know, get the heck out. You know, when, when Jim Acosta was ripping a mic out of a woman's hand. Hey, so let's, let's read. During the meeting with, the, with President Joe Biden and UK Minister Boris Johnson, White House aides shouted down questions from American reporters. Uh, someone tweeted out, and the president of law office, Boris Johnson, recognized two British reporters for questions. Joe Biden then signaled it was time for the press to leave without taking any questions from his own press corps. On Tuesday, President Biden held a meeting in the Oval Office with uh, Boris Johnson where they discussed the pandemic, whatever, whatever, whatever. According to Ed O'Keefe from CBS, Johnson suggested taking questions from the press and two British reporters were allowed to speak. When it was time for the American reporters to ask questions specifically about the border crisis, the president's aides came very loud and began shouting, thank you. The journalists were able to continue speaking to hear the president. It seems like these Biden handlers are like ready on, like ready to go. Like, okay, okay, we, we, need, we need to be ready to go. Oh, no, 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 no. You know, they've done this. They do this all the time. They're so afraid to have Biden answer a question. They're so afraid to put Biden's uh, dementia on display. They're so afraid they want to keep this image going. And it's leading and, it's, and they look like a national embarrassment. I would much rather have Trump out there calling people out than this. This is, this is disgraceful. Uh, let's see what Let's continue reading. Um, anything else? The video shows reporters uh, leaving the office when one reporter asks, what did he say? And her colleagues responded, I have no idea. Hope the microphone got it. Uh, U.S. reporters immediately went back, went to Jen's uh, office, filed a complaint over the issue. White House correspondence, president, whatever, said Vizaki was not aware that the incident had occurred and suggested that she was not in a position to offer an immediate solution. Uh, your pooler requested a press conference. Vizaki suggested that the president takes questions several times a week. It takes several times a week. I mean, I... How often? I, I, I've never seen Biden answer a question. I know he does, but it, it seems like he's rarely taking questions. Also, Pisaki does not know how to answer questions for the life of her. It's an, this Biden administration has been literally the most disgraceful thing I've ever seen. At the very least, at least with Obama, he can come out and like eloquently, eloquently he knows how to talk, knows how to speak, like answer questions. And like sometimes he, he could actually shoot down Republican reporters. Even though Biden might be completely wrong. I mean, Obama might be completely wrong. He can still shoot down. He knows how to talk good enough. Biden does not know how to speak. He even looked like he was falling asleep 
in this conference. He was just completely bored with it, and it looks like he got woken up when everyone started yelling. Like, I'm, I'm about to show that, yeah, look, he's, full, he's literally, his eyes are closed and his head is looking down, okay? But hey, hey, Democrats will still be voting for him. Democrats probably won't even know this exists. So the fact that they won't even know this exists, uh, we need your help to share this and send this directly to your Democrat idiot friends, and maybe eventually they'll start to wake up. So Greg Abbott builds a steel barrier of patrol cars at the southern border to prevent illegal migrants from entering the country. Greg Abbott is doing more for America to protect America than Biden ever has. So let's read the story. Greg Abbott creates steel barrier <clears throat> at the border with state cars. On Tuesday, Greg Abbott uh, in Texas uh, will be using the Texas National Guard and Department of Public Safety vehicles to create a steel barrier along the southern border. As Biden, um, This is what Greg Abbott tweeted out. As Biden continues to create chaos, Texas has taken the lead on securing the border, not just the, uh, for border communities, but for communities across Texas and the U.S. We will keep um, continuing the surging state's uh, resources to save lives and keep Texans safe. Time for Biden to give up this game. The Del Rio area has seen over 15,000 migrants across the United States in the last week. This is where the vehicles will be parked to form a protective barrier. I don't know. First off, I don't know how anybody could be against this. I don't know how anybody in their right minds can be against having tens of thousands of migrants flood the border illegally to come into this country. The only reason why anybody would support that is if, one, they purposely want this country to go to shit. Two, they purposely want this country to vote blue because the people coming in. Three, they want this country to go bankrupt from the welfare stuff. And four, they want to just redistribute the entire population of this country when it comes to demographics in their favor. There's no reason in hell for anyone to ever want to support this. And I don't want to hear that social justice argument of, oh, we got to care for everybody. We got to care for them all. Well, why don't you go down there? Why don't you write the check to go help them? Why don't you go down there and adopt a freaking migrant, okay? I don't want to hear it if you're not going to put your money where your mouth is. So Abbott spoke about the new strategy saying, one day there will be countless people coming across the border and then the DPS put up all these DPS vehicles, and suddenly, an instant, people stopped crossing the border in that location. This strategy is working, and they're creating a steel barrier preventing people from being able to cross the border, he stated. In the news conference Tuesday, Abbott reported it has been a state of Texas that had to step up. Failure to enforce the law existing in the United States to lead to chaos, and chaos leads to inhumanity, blah, blah, blah. Uh, according to Abbott, uh, the state of Texas had to spend $3 billion on border security due to lack of involvement from the Biden administration. This... That right there. I was just, I didn't even read the article yet, and I was just about to say, I bet you that this is a strategy by the Democrats to drain the pockets of the Texas taxpayers by not sending federal help. I was just about to say that, and boom, there it is. They had said to spend $3 billion on border security. The Democrats know what they're doing. And they see, oh, well, one, let's not help them. Two, maybe it'll help some migrants get in. Three, at the very least, at least it'll drain the pockets of the Texans. That's exactly what they want. But now, if you're, if, if Texas is hard on it, guess what? The the migrants knowing that they're coming across, they'll be like, you know what? Let's not go through Texas no more. They don't play around. Let's go up through 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 California. Hopefully they do that. Let them flood into California at the very least. Make them stay there at least. Um, so Abba tweeted out the Texas Department of Public Safety is in full force along the border of the Del Rio area. They have built a barricade with their squad cars and state troopers. The National Guard is working with them to secure the border. 
Thousands of migrants are still waiting under the bridge to be processed. A report earlier this week revealed that several government agencies have been transporting migrants to, uh, on planes to various cities across the country and releasing them. President Joe Biden vowed Tuesday to get the crisis under control after admitting the administration does not have it under control at this moment. Turn every single one of them away. I'm sorry to break it to you. I, I really don't care if you're coming in with a bunch of kids. I, I, I would say, uh, como esta? Turn the fuck around. Get the hell out. That's what I would say. Like, just turn around. Go back to where you came. If anything, here's a bottle of water. Turn around. Get out. Why? Tough love. That is tough love. Because then they won't be coming in with even, people will know. Uh, just turn around. They, 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 I have a kid in my hand. They're still telling me no. Just turn around. Go back. And then there won't be any more kids on these long-ass trips dying and dying of starvation, exhaustion, whatever, whatever, coming on these trips. That's what happened under Trump. He said, if you come here, you're going to be turned away. We're building the wall. Don't come here. And people knew, you know, we're not going to even make the trip. As soon as Biden got in the office, they're like, yeah, we're going to make this trip. We're going to do this. And now they're here. So Vice lies, alleging that border agents were whipping Haitian migrants. Now, first off, I don't know if you can guys can see, but this guy looks way too happy for a person being whipped by border agents and border control. Now, obviously, Vice completely lied about this. They did zero research, or they did do research, and they wanted to mislead the public, which is something not un uncommon that the left has been doing. Why are they doing this? They're doing this because they want the general public to believe that Texas is evil. They want to distract you from the fact that there's tens of thousands of migrants rushing this border uh, and trying to flood into this country. They want to distract from the fact that there should be a nice uh, uh, formal debate whether the federal government should come in and enforce border security. They want to distract you from the fact and they want to make it all about race. They want to make it all about Texas as evil. They want to make it all about, look at this inhumane treatment. First off, I have to say, honestly, if you're, I wouldn't even mind Texas border security whipping migrants to get them the heck out. Honestly, I personally wouldn't even mind that. I, I, I would support that, but that's not even what's happening. Maybe they shouldn't be doing that, but my, my personal, I don't give a F about things. I would support it, but for public relations, I wouldn't support it. So let's go on. Recently, Green, uh, Emily Green writes a story in Vice uh, News titled, U.S. Border Agents Are Removing Haitian Migrants Using Horses and Whips. And this is the story. Uh, it looks like they kept the article the same. Coverfold depicts a Border Patrol agent mounted on horseback grabbing a Haitian immigrant as he attempts to flee. I don't know how you can whip someone as you're grabbing them when you're also riding a horse. So let's see. Vice seems to believe that the rope is a whip. Border Patrol and horseback swinging whips in the faces of Haitians, families and toddlers scrambling across the Rio Grande, whatever. The fact that this whip is not a whip at all. It's extra slack from the horse's reins. Reins are connected at the horse's mouth with a bit, uh, then held by the hands of the rider. Reins tell the horse what direction to move in. Wow. Basic horse riding 101 could have told you that. And the vice. It's either one, they're dumb, which is a possibility, or two, they're purposely lying, which is also another possibility. Either way, they're too incompetent to give you, to give anyone the news. Vice added, those are among the scenes in the town of Del Rio, Texas. Over the weekend, the U.S. government took a hard-line stance between whatever, whatever, whatever. It seems as though the outlet was simply looking for an opportunity to stir up trouble and possibly polarized. Now, the National Whatever Order of Police tweeted this out. For all you Twitter warriors out there, these are not whips. And no, Border Patrol agents are not whipping people. They are reins. Stay with us here. 
like steering a like a steering wheel. This is uh, is used to drive a car. The reins are used to drive a horse. Thank you for coming to our TED Talk. Now you can get an even better photo of the guy smiling, uh, the Haitian migrant, you know, being whipped, you know, just smiling. Uh, let's let's continue reading. The FOP sent in the tweets. Okay, that that was was sent in the tweet. So. Is this going to stop people on the left from what we're going to see is months from now, people on the left are still going to bring up this story as if uh, people in the media are still going to bring up this story as if it was true, even though it's a complete fabrication. And that is not completely uncommon for what's happened, what, what, how the media, the mainstream media and how the people on the left act. It's not completely uncommon. These people are the void of reality, void of facts, void of reasons. And honestly, I think they should just really get the heck out of this country right now. I think that, if anything, they should just go down there and, and just start adopting some migrants and have them live in their house. Because if they care about them so much, if they love them so much, if you want socialism, if you want this, if you want that, why don't you put your money where your mouth is? They don't. They want all of us to do the things that, I mean, hey, that, that's so noble of them. Forcing us to do the things that they think is good when they don't have to do the things at all. The Democrat Party is a, is a party of hypocrisy. Simple as that. Anyway, guys, thank you for watching. Please drop this video a like, subscribe to the notifications on every single day. If you can't listen to the full episode of the show, the Joey Saladino Show on all the podcast apps, go there right now and subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast on all the podcast apps right now. We greatly appreciate it. Also, if you can, uh, share, send this video to your friends, like, share, subscribe, whatever you have to do, add engagement. Ultimately, the show can grow. Thank you so much for watching. Listen in. Peace out.